We are live. Greetings to our loyal WFYL listeners around the world. Welcome back to your Philadelphia live stream only on the Freedom Station. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike G. As always with me are Philly Chris, Russ the producer, and Liberty Lee. And you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on the Freedom Station, WFYL. So let's be heard. I want to remind our listeners that you can participate in the free and open exchange of thoughts and ideas throughout the entire week by visiting MikeGInTheMorning.com. What's it called, Philly Chris? MikeGInTheMorning.com. How about you, Russ? MikeGInTheMorning.com. Liberty? MikeGInTheMorning.com. You can check out all the shenanigans that Mike G and Philly Chris are up to throughout the entire week and check out our social media profiles. Don't forget to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell your barber, tell your Uncle Jerry, tell anybody who will listen to check us out at MikeGInTheMorning.com. And with that, you know what time it is. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hit it, Russ. You know what time it is. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. So we've got a couple of very special guests joining us on the program today. We've got Rita Whitaker who's joining us. And Rita is what I call a repeat offender on the program. She has been here before. You know what that means, Rita. (laughs) (laughs) You're officially on the list. You're not going to be able to get into a single restaurant in town. You know that, right? Oh, no. They're going to have a photo of you on there. You're going to say you were on the Mike T in the morning program. Stay out of here. (laughs) We've also got Rachel Gerstenberg with us. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Rita, why don't you remind our listeners a little bit of who you are and what you do? Yes, I'm the founder and executive director of Life Turning Point of Philadelphia. And at Life Turning Point of Philadelphia, we provide an 18-month Christian residential transitional housing program for homeless women and children. And Rachel, for our audience members who are unfamiliar with yourself, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are? Yes, I'm Rachel Gerstenberg. Uh, I'm originally from the Poconos and I, you know, moved to Philadelphia 2010. I'm a mom of two. Um, Yeah, and I'm just uh, so thankful for the place that I'm at and able to reside for right now. You said you're originally from the Poconos? Yes. Yep, Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, the Poconos, they said that's become the sixth borough because so many people are leaving New York and heading over to the Poconos. And I guess there were too many New Yorkers for you out there. So you had to get out of there, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. I escaped from New York myself so I can sympathize with the people out there. So, Rita, what's been going on in your world? I know that you're always busy. There's no shortage of what's going on with all the good things you have to do for people. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit of an update? Yeah, sure. So um, we actually reopened our doors to moms and kids um, in January of 2022. And we are actually, one thing that's very exciting is we have two moms that are about to graduate from our program and get permanent housing. So as I said, our moms stay with us for, yeah, our moms stay with us for 18 months. And while they're with us, they have case management, they get counseling, they have mentors for the boys and mentors for the moms. 
And so two of our moms have gone through the program and they are actually about to get their housing probably by the end of April, beginning of May. So that's really exciting that we're going to have our first two graduates this year coming up. That is amazing. You know, Rita, with things being so politicized in the world today and everybody choosing sides and everybody wanting to disagree, it's important for people to come together and have discussions about very specific things that we can agree are a good idea. And I think that everybody, if we, we point to what you're doing and see what you've done for so many people in need, I think everybody can agree that that is a good idea and that's something that everybody should be getting behind. Uh, do you do you notice that, that uh, a lot of times people have a hard time focusing in on the more specific things, which are really the more important things? Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy because even in some of the churches, you know, you would be surprised when you, you know, share with them about what it is that we're doing. And oftentimes they want to send us to the government um, to help support the ministry. And I'm like, OK, well, we all know that the Bible says the borrower is servant to the lender. So if that be the case, then if we start getting government support to run this ministry, then the government can tell us what we can and can't say because now we're taking their money. So it's amazing how, yeah, even the church to a certain extent has lost sight of the fact that the Bible commands us, the body of Christ, to take care of the poor. You know, the Bible says that pure religion before God the Father is this, to take care of orphans and widows in their distress. And it seems like we've just forgotten that. And we're so busy, I guess, trying to, I don't know what we're doing, but <laughs> um, yeah, the, the government is not is not the answer. You know, um, Christ is the answer and his people have the answer. And so that's what I'm, the message I'm even trying to get across to the churches, believe it or not. So, yeah. That seems these days like a novel idea that maybe the government doesn't have to be involved in literally but people need to uh, get in there and get involved and contribute if if that's what they want, if they want that independence. So, Rachel, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you met Rita? Uh, I had an interview here about a while ago, like when I, you know, first went through, a, you know, struggles about five years ago. And then I became, you know, more stable. I stayed at a different shelter back then um, and I didn't choose to come here. Actually, I didn't I don't think that I met you then, though, Sister Rita. I I think so, though. I think I might have seen her then. But I did have an interview here about five years ago, decided not to come here. And then, you know, I ended up getting my house like for, you know, and I was stable for a while. And then um, once again, I believe that I just had it. I ended up with the interview here for the second round of I didn't ever think I would end up in the situation again, but I did. And it was a blessing, you know, to actually come here, you know, compared to my last bit of like what I went through in the past, it was a lot worse than like how I ended up here. So yeah, like I lost my apartment in September of last year, like the end of September. And then I was able to stay with my friend that was really from my church, uh, Redemption Heights in Overbrook. And I was able to stay there for about two weeks, week and a half. And then automatically I got, you know, placed into this, um, into life turning point, which was like really amazing, like that it actually happened when it did, because I was ready to go the other route that I had to take, you know, which is to go downtown and, you know, like check yourself into Cherry Street, I think it is, and go through that process of like 
not having a permanent place that you can come back to every day, you have to go find a shelter per night up until like a month or two months it would take for you to get placement, you know? And yeah, that's how I ended up meeting Sister Rita is just coming to, you know, accepting it this time, like, okay, I'm actually ready. And this is actually a very good situation uh, for me. So I haven't been like on a scary ride of this at all. It's like, <laughs> it's seriously like just placement, like in protection. You know what I mean? It was just like, I was placed here. So, yeah. So I don't know that um, a lot of people who comment on these sort of things really have the opportunity to sit down and speak with somebody who has been in the position that you were in. Um, what did it feel like? whether it was last time or this time uh, when you really don't know what's going to happen, you don't know where you're going to go. What does that feel like? Mm, very like confusing. And it's like, you ask yourself like, geez, like, what did I do wrong? What did I, man, you feel like a failure. You feel, you know, questioning yourself, like questioning your abilities in life. Like, yeah. And it doesn't feel very good at all, but as you think about, you know, what you can do to shape up and do better. Um, and for me, it was like more like I need to like work like and earn more in my focus and my habits. Like I had to change some of my habits. I was taking my kids to school. I was, you know, had a nice apartment. I was taking care of my apartment, cooking well, but I wasn't working like and making enough. Like I was doing Uber, you know, with my kids here and there, but I wasn't focused on making enough and like, I also, you know, was dating someone that we were having trouble and was unfocused at that point, was like also uh, smoking a lot of pot, like marijuana, you know. And to be honest, I know this is a Christian channel, but I was doing that and I wasn't focused, you know, on my I was in that state. You know what I mean? And I it goes by quick, like when you're paying rent and then he's behind, I'm behind and, and it goes by so quick to think about that, like, wow, I could end up in this situation like quickly back. And any of us really can like that are not really like working, 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 like that are making paycheck to paycheck and you don't have enough saved. You don't have support around you. It's important for us to have support and families and to have that connection because a lot of, you know, my, my family is in the Poconos still, my mom and my dad, but they have a situation that, you know, they have a small apartment. My parents, you know, have mental illness and they're disabled. So it's not a good situation to be up there. But thank God my brother is up there at least. But there's little space, you know. So hmm. thought about getting a tiny house and going in, the, in their backyard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's not a bad idea for real, for real. But, you know, this I'm, is a I'm more... thinking about it too, trust me, the way the world is right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really the ultimate like goal is to buy land and to, you know, build my house eventually. But right now I need to like really be thankful for where I'm at and like, just be like, gather my marbles again, basically, and set myself straight. And this really does give you like a, a good foundation so that you can take off correctly and I can get my headspace right. I'm like, you know, and all the services that they do have here, like, it really does help you like with setting your like resting. You know, I've, I've suggest resting when you're going through stuff like, like that as well and not rushing out 
to go back at it and to fail again, you know, and that's the great thing about being here that they are able to give you time. And people might say like, oh, and I've thought of it too. I was like, this is not a program that is also like going to help pay your way, you know, to give you a new house and to give you, but it has you think, and it gives you the skills and the knowledge and the time necessary to, to allow you to go ahead and do it on your own, which does help with your confidence and does help with you, like your life skills. Like I'm 33, like I'm a grown woman, you know what I mean? So I do need Mm -hmm. to step it up a little bit, no matter if I'm a single mother or I'm, or I'm not, you know, but I do need to like stay focused and yeah, just focusing myself with God first and like not being clouded with the smoke and not being clouded in a unhealthy relationship so that I can, you know, really uh, focus on my priorities, you know, getting my credit right, getting back on a, on a schedule of actually earning a certain amount so I can afford my rent. And so I can hold my own two feet, you know what I mean? Like, so I can, I don't know how it was, what I was giving in that hold my own two feet, but hold myself up, you know, and by myself because sure. I have a lot of responsibility and my parents even, well, first my, my kids need me and I also need to be there for my parents as well. So it's a serious a couple of interesting things there. A couple of interesting <laughs> yeah. things you said there. Uh, first, a lot of these government programs, like Rita was talking about, uh, they'll give some people financial assistance and, think that that's going to cure the problem that's really a band-aid it's not addressing the root cause and it sounds like what Rita's doing over there is really addressing the root because the goal is for you to be able to thrive and flourish out on your own uh, so it sounds like uh, Rita's really on to something Rita for president in my opinion but <laughs> I'm trying I said I wasn't going to get political I said I wasn't going to get political but you're too good Rita uh, another thing Rachel now, though, like tomorrow yeah Tomorrow, yeah, instant, instantly, <laughs> a special election. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah we, we've actually, made. we've actually told women when they when they apply to our program that when you come here, you have to work, you have mm-hmm. to get a job, you have to save fifty percent of your monthly income. You'll get all that back when you move out, but you have to work. You cannot be in this house all day, laying in bed, you know, doing nothing. You have to work, and we've actually had women walk away because they don't want to work and it's okay because if you don't want to work, then this isn't the place for you. So our goal is to help women achieve economic self-sufficiency. Is that not a biblical principle, Rita? That's right. The Bible says, if you don't work, you don't eat. The Bible uh, tends to get it right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good track record. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, you know, all of our classes here, we use the Bible as our textbook for everything that we do, because that is, like you said, the Bible gets it right every time, you know, so rather than this person's opinion and that person's opinion, you know, we go straight to the source of truth, you know, which is the word of God. And we very practically um, teach these women what the Bible says about parenting, about finances, about life skills, about emotions, all of it, relationships, everything, because God has the answer for everything. And I want to talk, go back to some. I want to go back to something that Rachel mentioned because you were talking about the the use of marijuana, and you said, "I know this is a Christian station, but I, the reality is that you know Christian station that that's what people are going through 
And yeah. there are a whole host of issues. It could be marijuana. It could be heroin. It could be opioids. It could be a lot of different things. There could be people selling their bodies out there on the street during Absolutely. these dire times and or, or selling drugs, doing doing lots of different things. And for Christians to avoid those conversations uh, simply because, you know, we believe there are sins involved, I don't think helps people who are in those situations. You know, there's a church I attended in Oklahoma and the pastor got wind that somebody was uh, chastising people who came in because they were doing X, Y, Z in their lives. And that morning he went up to the stage and he was on fire. He said, if I ever hear about anybody doing that, somebody else, how do this is a church and what better place for a sick person to go than a hospital It's going to have people who need to be here. We're not here because we're perfect. The fact of the matter is nobody's perfect. And when Christians try to pretend to be perfect, (laughs) they're sinning because they're lying. That's, that's, that's That's another issue, right? Because nobody's perfect. There was one person, perfect person who walked on this earth and he was around 2000 years ago. So, uh, Rita, I'm sure that everybody that you encounter has these sorts of obstacles in their lives that they're going to have to overcome. Is, is that correct? Absolutely. 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 And like you said, that's what we're here for. You know, um, that's what Life Turning Point is all about. You know, it's about helping people. Um, all of us have issues. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's all means all, everybody. And so, you know, we're here as staff. You know, we have had our issues Some of us still have issues, you know, but we are working together to get better. You know, we're here as a family to help these moms and their kids to pull through and to make a better life for them. It's beautiful. Now, Rachel, do you have any sense of where your career is going to go in the future? Do you have any goals in mind? Yeah, um, I'm actually working on my album, uh, my EP that's coming out. I'm doing a single um, very soon, so I'm just focused on my music. and I would like to go back to school eventually for vocal performance. Um, I'm more like in the arts. Like I used to, you know, be in medical and stuff. But right now I'm just assistant manager for Rita's, ironically, Rita's. Um, but yeah, at Rita's uh, Italian Ice. So I'm just doing that. And yeah, I have a lot of goals in my life, you know, um, based in the arts, though, mainly, you know, so just working on that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the bottom line is whatever it is that you do, do it to the best of your ability, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of what the role is. There's no role that's insignificant if you do mm-hmm. it to the best of your ability. If you if you treat it like it's that important and you treat it like it's something you want to take pride in, uh, then th- there's nothing that's insignificant. Uh, and, and I think that that's where people go wrong is they, they treat people who work in certain roles like their job doesn't matter. Well, you'll see how quickly it matters when you get somebody who's not <laughs> taking the job very seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the bag boy at the grocery store, when he when he puts mm-hmm. the cantaloupe on top of your eggs and they're all crushed. You're going <laughs> <see, laughs> <you're gonna laughs> to see why you want a, a bag boy who takes his job seriously. <laughs> Chris, I want to bring you in on this because you've got a lot more life experience than I. Uh, do you notice that? I, and you worked in a high-powered corporate environment for many, many years. Did you notice that people in that role kind of treated people poorly in different types of roles? 
Yeah, you know, unfortunately, there there is a bit of a trend there, Mike. Yeah, it's a it's a good point. You know, I I guess fortunately, in a lot of ways, come from humble beginnings. You know, I never really starved. I always had food on the table. I had great parents, but it wasn't like we were rich or anything. But I've been around some of those people, and they, you know, sometimes it gets in their head. You know, it's a part of being the you know human, the human condition. And but I, uh, I don't, you know, I always hate seeing that. So. Uh, I think that, you know, sometimes those struggles really do make you a better person in the long run. And, you know, I can see that in you, Rachel, with what you shared. And I really enjoyed what, what you, you said. And, and it was very interesting to hear you talk about how you came to the program and then you, you knew you weren't ready, but then you came back when you were ready. And obviously you're having a lot of success as a result. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. And I also see, thank you. Yeah. If I could just say something too, um, I also see in it too, like how, you know, it is different, this program, from a lot of the other programs that are, and don't get me wrong, there are great programs out here as well. They just, uh, from my experience, like a, the ones that I was a part of in the past did not really, like, give me the, the skills. Mm. You know, they would have financial classes here and there, like, at, um not going to say the name, you know, because I don't want to deter, you know, you know, have any... uh energy on anything else you know what i mean but it is a program that does not give you uh the skills that life turning point is going to be giving you know and then that you saw that in my personal life you know because i actually like thought i was good i was doing great and then my habits didn't necessarily change like some of my a lot of my habits did not change Mm -hmm. from the prior time that i you know, struggled in the past. So no matter how many jobs I've had and stuff, it's a lot of working from paycheck to paycheck and not really like holding Mm -hmm. the skills and the habits that I need to like, really like have it down pack, like, you know, everything to a T in order to stay afloat, especially when you're working a day to day, I mean, a paycheck to paycheck type of job, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I used to be an EMT back in the day, like, mm. <laughs> but That's then I awesome. ended up leaving and um, I came to Philly, you know, a long time ago. I was just starting to pursue like music after I left uh, doing EMT, like out of high school. So, yeah, I've mm. thought about going back, though. EMT is a great um, position, but I just didn't have enough uh, play in that. Like I was about for a year out in the field. And, you know, I did clinicals for most of my high school life at Milton Hershey School. Awesome. So, yeah. But those skills like that I've grown like from even because Mil- I went to Milton Hershey School, which is a, a famous like boarding school, like with Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, The boarding school that's correlated with the Hershey Park and whatnot, which that really prepared me a lot for my life. But moving forward, I just saw myself, you know, really not taking the scholarship that I got. Mm-hmm. And using it to my my fullest, you know, and I ended up wasting my scholarship, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I ended up with two beautiful kids. Mm-hmm. You know, life in general was like college. Like, I feel like I have a, a degree there, you know, so. Mm-hmm. What was it uh, <laughs> but, that kind of derailed you, Rachel, when you look back at that? Because I've heard really good things, too, about the Milton Hershey School. What, what was it, mm-hmm. if you look back at your own personal past that kind of got yeah. you off the rails what, what happened um i started you know partying in college i was on the step team in college and they weren't well yeah we would party a lot go to the club even if it was 
I went to college in Williamsport, PA. It was <laughs> not like a big city, but it was like, you know, I was out there clubbing, then I started smoking. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up coming to Philly and just like, just being a free little artist. You know, I used to have dreadlocks. I used to sing in the subways of Philly. So I used to have hair. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I have pictures somewhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, um but yeah that's me not staying focused and you know just living life like I wanted to find myself after you know high school and whatnot and then I ended up you know making really bad decisions in my life you know like dating the wrong people going through you know domestic violence in my life not having support guidance around me um not staying focused. What, you know, would you, and not, what would you do when the the people closest to you tried to intervene? Intervene with like, like if they tried to like talk to you and say, you know, I'm sure there were people in your life who really cared about you, and maybe they were like, you know, Rachel, you, you got to change the path you're on or try to shake it out. Like, well, how would you respond to that? Did yeah. you have that happen? Um, you know what I mean, like maybe some friends or family who kind of approached you and maybe weren't ready yeah okay it's a very lonely world out here for me so i've not really had that that like people to hold me accountable for certain things and also i'm very like headstrong like you know what i mean i feel like that's why i'm really headstrong too is because i've really been guiding myself in this you know and I, there are some beliefs, you know, I like in the past, I wanted to make sure I was there with my son when I, he was first born. I didn't want to put him in school. I was a breastfeeder, like, you know, one of those hippie, like non-vaccinator people. Like, that's me all day. It's like, no, nah, but I'm, I'm real, right there I, with you. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, I'm trying to be free, but at the same time, we live in a capitalistic system, but along with like because regardless if we didn't live in a capitalistic system we would still have to work on the farm we would still have to do work Mm -hmm. you know so i do need to like pick up my strap (laughs) you know what i mean i need to i need to work you know and Mm -hmm. that's what god is showing me and even if it's in my work will change eventually is what i see you know right now i'm doing assistant uh manager for rita's but like you were saying like the bag boy as well like I'm taking pride in every position that God has me in, in each chapter that he has me in. And I know I can direct myself as much as I want, but I, I know that I want him to direct me. I want God to direct me in my life. And yeah, like, I don't want to just, I am very passionate about my art mm-hmm. and where I'm going in my life. Um, but I want to make sure that that's also in alignment with what God really wants me to have, mm-hmm. you know, and be an offer um, to the world, you know, as well. So it's something I really take serious in my life. And I just want to be directed by God and not be directed by my lower self or, you know, the devil, you know, and, and a lot of that time, it, you know, we're humans, we make mistakes and whatnot, but it's also allowing not having self-discipline self-direction like allowing that negative spirit to come in allow you know you know you're sinning you know you're doing something wrong you know you're not focused you know and that's where it comes with me where i need to like 
all right, you're not going to smoke today, Rachel. Like, it's a major pothead. You know what I mean? I smoke a lot, excuse my language, but I would smoke, you know? And I'm a free, you know, spirit, and I like to, like, sing. I like to be, you know, free. But that, and I, it would make me feel free and whatnot, but at the same time, I'm not necessarily free until I, you know, have God liberate me and really, like, live off the land that how how God really truly wants me to live. Like he gave us everything that we actually need if we just like take away all our wants and look at just our simple needs. Like I don't know the whole simple living, you know, theme has been in the tiny house. But if you really think about it, like we don't need all this extravagant things that we want. You know what I mean? It's like I actually like I'm cool with like a couple pairs of shoes here and there. Like we want all these things, but it's like my yeah, purpose. Less is, on, less is really more, yeah. yeah. It is. It is. And my work yeah. that I'm doing here on Earth is actually more important than the things that I can acquire on yeah. this Earth. Yeah. That's another thing that I like. I I'm trying to you know care about myself a little bit more and not and care about the things that my children. I want to have good things as well, you know. But it's very important for me to like have good character in this world, teach my children that and to, you know, do good work here and good deeds, you know, and sometimes that just comes with just being poor because it naturally, like it naturally comes to you. Like I can sit there and it's like, God already knows what I need at any time. And I know it's like, well, why did that just happen? You might think, and it's like, ironically, you didn't, you didn't have to tell him what you needed, you know? My friend brought me over the house yesterday from church, Emily, and the leftovers that she gave me yesterday actually helped me a lot today. And she didn't even know that I needed that, Mm -hmm. but God knew I needed that, you know? So yeah, it's just, I'm really thankful. It's interesting that you talked about simplifying things and everything. When you really think about it though, because you've been giving us a common theme throughout what you're talking about, how the major change that you're making has to do with discipline, making the tough decision to not smoke, making the tough decision to, okay, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to be on a schedule and things of that nature. Even if you simplify things down to the bare bones, life is going to involve doing things that you do not necessarily want to do in Mm -hmm. order to be where you be. And whether that's getting out there and exercising when you don't feel like it, whether it's choosing to eat the right thing when maybe you don't feel like it, if it's going to work, even if you love your job, Rita, I'm sure that, you know, as much as you love what you do, there's days you don't feel like going to work. I don't care who you are, what you do for a living. Even if you're a professional musician, Rachel, there's, there are going to be days where I don't feel like being in the studio for 10 hours today. I don't feel like doing X, Y, or Z. Uh, But that's what makes it special when you succeed, because Mm -hmm. if it were easy, it wouldn't mean anything. It would not mean anything. You'd have no sense of accomplishment. Uh, And, you know, God sets things up a certain way for a reason. Every time we question what God's doing, I just picture him up there laughing, saying, you know, I've only been doing this for 40 trillion years kid i think i, I don't know <laughs> i think i don't know Just a little while uh, yeah. so rachel i know that you were on a time restriction so i'm gonna let you go but before i do is there any way for any for any of our listeners to follow your music and the things that you're doing 
Well, I go by Rasha Love. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram. Like, there's a few videos. It's not up there just yet, but I will be releasing a single this summer. Cool. Um, called Make It All Right. So that's coming out. Um, Rasha Love Music. That's R A S H A Love Music. Um, and that's my Instagram. As of right now, like, I mean, well, I have a couple things on uh my YouTube channel, Rasha Love, but. I really am not promoting those songs. I'm trying to revamp my whole production right now. So well, let us know when that all comes to fruition and we'll have you back on the program. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much for joining us, Rachel. Rita, if you don't mind sticking around for a few minutes, I got a couple of follow-up questions for you. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Yep. Thank, Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> so Rita, uh, what she was talking about also reminded me of your story because you were talking about how you had this, you know, comfortable, stable job and life really was good. And yes, it was. God was telling you that you had to take this leap and go do this thing. And people thought you were out of your mind. Now, when you made that decision 25 years ago. 25 years ago. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> yeah, you could hardly believe it. Yeah, he looks so young, but 25 years ago. You, now, you, you, should see, you should see the back of my head, all the gray. You wouldn't think that. <laughs> hey, you still have hair. It's not fair. I, 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 I would still think that you were just being fashionable and you did that on purpose. So. <laughs> but when you did that, I, there had to be a sense of urgency inside of you as far as work ethic goes and things of that nature. How, hey, I really don't have room to mess this up. I really got to step on the gas and not let my foot off the gas in order right. to make this thing work because all of my eggs are in this basket. Does that accurately describe what you were feeling at that point? Absolutely. Yeah. And and like I said, my family thought I was crazy because at first I was, you know, talking all this stuff about Jesus. Then next thing you know, I'm quitting my job and forfeiting my pension and moving into a homeless facility without mm. being paid and having to raise my own support. And but God is good because, you know, as they watched, you know, they could see the fruit of the ministry that God had given me. And like I said, it ultimately ended up becoming the director of the program. And, you know, then the program got shut down and that was in uh, 2019. And then we reopened as Life Turning Point. And it's it's been quite a ride. I was telling somebody recently that I feel like, um, you know, you get in the pool and you look at the sign on the wall and it says three feet <laughs> and you keep swimming. And next thing you know, you look and it says 12 feet. <laughs> Right. And your feet can't touch the bottom, you know, and you're just out there. That's where I am now. You know, it's been a total, you know, restarting this ministry has been a total leap of faith. And, you know, I'm but I'm I'm trusting him. I mean, what else can I do? You know, he's proven himself time and time again, and I'm just going to keep trusting him to keep doing it. And, you know, hearing girls like Rachel, if I'm sorry, can you, cut, can you say that one more time? We we had you break up for the last like 20 <laughs> seconds or so. So if we could just say That's that again. Okay. Yeah, no, I was saying it's really cool because, you know, um, all the craziness and, and everything, it makes it worth it because we have an alumni who completed our program and she's a realtor. And so what she does is she comes back. She was homeless living here. She became a realtor and now she comes back and helps our moms to buy houses. And so it's really cool because That's she's incredible. working. 
Yeah, so she's working with um, one of our moms now. It's going to be a first-time homeowner, and it's because of an alumni who used to live here who was homeless That's and is awesome. now a realtor. So, we need you to know, have this, her own. Yeah, that would be great. That would she be great. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is the kind of stuff that we do, you know? Right, right. So, and like Rachel said, it's, it's just a, it's a lot of hard work and discipline. And mm-hmm. DG says, when you put God first, the devil likes to turn your life upside down. Hmm. <laughs> it, yes. seems, it seems that's one of the things, it's a recurring theme that people, when they start to go in that direction, they yeah. start to get attacked, right? There, there are things oh, yes. that... Right, well, he didn't say you I'm telling you, when I, when I got on this road mm-hmm. to, um, to start this ministry, Life Turning Point, I have been attacked like never before. I have never experienced some of the things that I'm experiencing now. It, it has been absolutely crazy. It really has. But yeah. hey, greater, greater, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And that's just what I'm standing on. I'm just going to keep standing and keep trusting and keep believing and keep praying and keep pushing. And again, Rachel is worth it. The program could not have been as successful and could not continue to be as successful if that were not the case and here's why because in order to get this started from scratch the way you did in order to sustain it the way you have you've had to exhibit a number of different qualities one being discipline because i'm sure you've had to work tons and tons and tons of hours and not take the day off when you didn't feel like it for many many years but another is persistence and perseverance right the fact that you've gone through all these tribulations and you've had all these things happen to you and you've had to endure them and by doing that and sustaining those things and coming out on the other end it shows the participants in your program that they've got yes. no excuse not to do what they need to do because yes. Rita's not asking us to do something that she wouldn't do herself. That's and right. that makes a big difference. It's very easy yes. for someone who didn't put that work in and has really had this cushy <clears throat> life and everybody deals with their own struggles and everything. So I, I'm not really one for pointing fingers at people and saying, you know, it was easy for them. Look how great they've got it. Uh, but when somebody's not been in the trenches the way you have and this sort of a thing, it would be easy for them to dismiss them as not being able to relate to what they're going through. Uh, but the, the values that you're trying to teach them and that you're telling them they need to have, uh, you've shown them you've led by example and i think that's important for people coming in isn't it it is it is it's extremely important yes and what i've shared with the women so, you know so my Rita, testimony, they can't believe it yes so i want uh to get the website one more time so that way we can post it into the comments over here and everybody can know so why don't you give us that website sure it's ltpphilly.org that's l ltpphilly.org yes and if people uh, want to, if they go, will they be able to contribute to the cause? Maybe donate a few bucks, things of that nature? They can, yes. Just click on the donate button or click on the giving tab and it'll give them instructions to give through PayPal, Zelle, um, s- send a check to our ministry. And if they want to volunteer, you know, they can give our office a call if I can give the number, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the number to our office is 215 826 7810. That's 215-826-7810. They can call um, to volunteer, you know, to come in and work with the moms, the kids. Um, we're always looking for people to come in and help us with the ministry as well. 
And for anybody who's watching on the YouTube channel, I've posted both the website and the telephone number chat so people can call. Rita, what about if somebody's been court ordered community service? Can they give you guys a call? Again, <laughs> I'm going to send you a bunch of volunteers. <laughs> there we go. I might, I might know a few people. <laughs> you got to have child clearances. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so only minor, vol minor, minor offenses. <laughs> Somebody gets a couple of DUIs, they can give you a call maybe. <laughs> Get them in there. You never know. It changed their life. Uh, we're going to have okay. people lined up around the block. Every single one of my clients and Rich's clients, we're going to steer we them right over to Life Turning Point. And Rita's going to have an army of volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be on their best behavior, I promise, because if not, they'll have to answer to me, Rita. <laughs> Tell them I'll, cha I'll chaperone them down there, Mike. <laughs> Chris is going to chaperone. Maybe yeah. we can go down there. We can volunteer. Maybe We do need to do that. Yes, yeah. we'd love yeah. to have you. That would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. We'll get a special yes. promotional video for Rita and everything. Yeah, like definitely. That. So, Rita, thank so you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you setting us up with Rachel. It was great to hear her story as well. Yeah. And really glad to hear that everything's going so great for you. I hope that we can yes. have you back again, and then you'll be a double repeat offender, and you really won't be able to get into any restaurants around town. <laughs> yeah, we have, to, we have to have the two girls on, the alumni that came back mm -hmm. and helped the other girl to buy the house. Everybody? Yeah, I, yes. I, I would love 100%. to hear her story. Because that's yeah. the whole, you know, that's that's where. And guess you know, what? You know. Guess what? The woman that became the realtor, she came to us from prison. Wow. Wow. So she was, yeah. She was in, got out of prison. Her and her husband got locked up for some stuff. She can okay. come on and tell her own story. Mm -hmm. But she mm -hmm. came to us from prison that's and awesome. worked the program, graduated from the program, became a realtor, and now is coming back and helping our moms. Awesome. Uh, then, then we can certainly send you volunteers for, for court-ordered community service. If, if people have been helped out in the program, then why wouldn't they not be able to volunteer? They right? have. They <laughs> as have. long as they got the, the clearances. We're, yeah. we're going to say, yeah. also, DG made a, a recommendation in the comments over here. DG says we could all volunteer and take our community back. So maybe yeah. we'll have a, a Mike G in the morning day where you got a, a bunch of volunteers come on out, not just Philly, Chris, and I. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Rita, this is, that would be wonderful. Uh, <laughs> Sounds just like spend the day there and then do the show or very good cause. Do the that show would be wonderful. Day. We would yeah. love that. Let's do and, it. And we're gonna and we'll put on a musical performance and we'll take donations for, for Rita's program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love it. This is gonna be monumental, Rita. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, we will be in touch. Thank you so much for joining us, Rita. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Rita. And God bless. All right, God bless you. God bless Bye -bye. you too. Take care. Yeah. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with the Law Matters. Only on the Freedom Station, WFYL. You know, uh, Chris, you and I had spoken about this recently off air. We were talking about how difficult it is to have political discussions or discussions about issues with people you know or on the opposing side politically. And when you see a program like Rita's, it really does highlight why it's important to have discussions about individual issues rather than, uh, you know, the more broader, less specific, uh, this side or that side sort of thing. Because right. I think everybody can agree that what she's doing is a good idea. Maybe they are not exactly sold on the idea that the government isn't the solution for all the people yeah. who are in those situations. 
But right. regardless of whether you think that at the, the macro level, it should continue, it shouldn't continue, it should be um, scaled back a little bit. I think we could all agree that what she is doing over there is a positive thing for the community. It's a positive thing for people on the individual level, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I was really um, taken back, you know, a bit during the, the conversation and just listening to her and seeing the you know, her, her, um, struggle and her, when she was getting emotional and, and just really taking it all in, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, still thinking about it's very, really powerful what she's doing, you know, and I just wish more people were able to do that, but she really did give it, give up everything to, to make it happen, you know, but how many people actually do that and can uh, do it, you know? And I was trying not to make it political because instinctively you want to go to yeah, sure. somebody who leans right. You want to say, oh, well, you know, this is all done by design by one particular party. Right. We've got people dependent upon the welfare state. Yeah. And keep people in this cycle. And and once they're dependent, you say, okay, we're the savior. Got to continue to vote for us so that we could keep you fed, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Instead of people uh, getting out of that cycle and ultimately becoming self-sufficient, which is really, uh, that's got to be the most satisfying version of life is being self-sufficient rather than dependent upon the government doesn't it i agree she has a a glow about her actually you know i noticed that when you were talking to her and especially when you were focusing you know in on that aspect of her life you could see how happy she is doing what she's doing and you know what better life is there when you're happy you know you're working hard but you're happy and you're positively impacting the people around you you know so that is that there's a lot to be said for that mike yeah and, um, you know, I know we like to joke around on the show and the world's a little crazy right now, but but that was very emotional for me in some ways, because I know some people who are struggling out there on the streets of Philly. I see it all the time, you know, and there's too many people who are just not making it, you know, um, they're not getting the help and there's not enough people out there providing the help. You know, I think like you just said, it makes me sick to, to know what you said is true, where they'll keep people down, they'll, they'll give them, you know, free food or wealth, whatever, and not help them get out of that just because they want their votes so they can live a fat and happy life, right? It's disgusting. I feel like this is a perfect moment to tell people about the Philly Chris pull string doll. <laughs> it is in development. We have a new product that is going to hit the market it is the Philly Chris pull string doll, and every home should have one. This is new to me. And when you pull the string, it says one of the famous Philly Chris phrases. <laughs> And uh, this would have been a, a perfect moment for it because after you said that, I wanted to pull the string. And when you go, this is all by design. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's it is one all of the Philly Chris catchphrases, is it not? <laughs> it is. And I mean it when I say it. You know, the vast majority of things are by design. We should have the audience write in. And anybody yeah. who's listening or watching, if you have a favorite Philly Chris phrase, if you want to be included in the Philly Chris pull string doll, you got to let us know. And we will choose the top ones uh, in the development of the Philly Chris pull string doll. I'm, I'm honored to, you know, to have a future pull string doll, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were working on a Russ, the producer pull string doll. Uh, 
Unfortunately, <laughs> we made it too accurate, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you, pull, you pull the string, and it nothing happens. It doesn't work. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to the weather today. I'm going to start coughing real hard. You should have made it Stupid. snore. Well, there you go. That would work have, too. Yeah, we have yeah. Uh, the Liberty Pole string doll. It's invisible, so you really <laughs> <laughs> right, you, right. you can only hear it. You only you hear only it. Hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You the, can keep it anywhere. That's the Liberty uh, Pole string doll. That's funny. I needed that laugh. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Denise, are, I, definitely going to take you up. I'm sorry, I was just scanning through the comments there. It looks like the the audience is really looking for. Mike G in the morning volunteer day, some kind of gathering. So we'll have to start to put that in the works, particularly now that the, the weather is getting warmer. Yes. Be a more opportune time to get outside, do something somewhere. I think it would be great. Get down there and maybe we can do some landscaping or projects, whatever. Yeah, they I need. wonder what yeah. kind of help they would need. That's a good yeah. question, right? I could reach out to her. You know, I know your schedule is pretty crazy. I could reach out to her tomorrow and see, ask her yeah. what they would need, and then we can plan something. Yeah. And get our loyal fans down there and make a difference. A little small difference, right? It's like that old George Carlin joke where he said that people come over to you at a funeral and say, if there's anything that I could do to help, please don't hesitate to ask. Mm -hmm. He's like, call him on his bluff. Say, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Show up tomorrow with your pickaxe and your plunger. We're going to put you to work. <laughs> right, right. We got some work to do. Yeah, call him out on it, right. Yeah. So there's a lot to discuss today that's been in the news. We're over at Trump Tower last week. We didn't get to get that video up there. Mm. Yeah, um, we got to do that. And a couple good videos. We saw the big man himself briefly there. Tune in. We, Maybe next we sure week we'll did. get something up. Yeah, we sure did. Got to get that the up. The one on and the, only. The one and only. Yeah. And we saw a lot on the news and the days after. We, we were there just in time. The place was mobbed. Yeah, it's interesting how we were there right before everything went down. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. What and do we so got here? We have this indictment that has taken place, and I love how everybody's become a lawyer all of a sudden reading this stuff. Right? Oh, sure. We're all talking about the legal process, and oh, this is this is what's going on over here. Seriously, yeah. I hear a lot of these are not supposed to be felonies. I hear a lot of um, this indictment is garbage. This is. You know, the indictment that was released is is so light and it's weak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> unfortunately, I, I I agree, but unfortunately, that's this is something that we see. I should be be very precise about what I say because right. I don't like when people are not. But uh, <coughs> yeah, what I do agree with is that <laughs> the indictment isn't very specific. Right? Mm -hmm. It'd be very difficult to figure out what exactly they're claiming the crime is based upon that. In Pennsylvania, you'll see the, the criminal information is what it's called. And a lot of times they'll do something very similar where they'll just lay out the elements of the crime. Okay. That's all they'll do. Nothing specific to the case itself. They'll just lay out the elements of the crime. Uh, you know, And that doesn't help you understand with what you are being charged, mm -hmm. uh, the reasons you're being charged. So something that Rich and I will often do in these situations when we get these garbage informations being filed is we'll file a motion for bill of particulars, which is asking for them to requesting the court to require them to state with particularity the who, what, when, where, and how, right? 
Mm -hmm. So if you're saying that they communicate a threat directly or indirectly for terroristic threats, let's say. Yeah. Okay. How did they communicate a threat? What was the threat? Where was this? When did this take place? Mm -hmm. Because unless you fill all that stuff in, how am I supposed to defend this charge? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I thought the interesting thing was that the prosecutor's response when somebody mentioned that to him was, well, legally you're not required to do so. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm not a New York lawyer, so I don't know if that type of thing is specific enough under New York law. It would seem that constitutionally you would have issues because you have a right to be on notice of what you're being charged. Well, isn't it true, though? As to which you're being charged. Isn't it true, though, now in New York that the the law is at the full discretion of the state? Like whatever what they mean? want it to be that day, like you know, and whatever they want it to be that day. <laughs> it sounded <laughs> actually. That's it totally makes that. sense that you reacted that way because it makes no sense. <laughs> like, right? What are you talking about? So, <laughs> another thing though is yeah. that they everybody was interested in what is the second crime because <laughs> that is really what this case comes down to, right? Mm-hmm. What is the second crime? Because that's how they were able to get this in within the statute of limitations, from what I understand. So this whole case is going to turn on that. Yet they didn't identify in the indictment the second crime. And so uh, Rusty Shackelford says, why is Bill of Particulars not required? Um, because if the, I guess, the, if the information is specific enough, it would not be necessary. Really, what you're saying requesting the bill of particulars as you're saying you have not been particular enough right <laughs> please yeah. state with state with particularity what you yeah. mean by x y and z to put you on adequate notice i mean it seems and like if they are specific enough and you wouldn't need something like that but with the second crime not being identified they started to to ask the prosecutor about this and i don't know if He's just trying to sandbag the defense or if he's, uh, you know, doing this strategically. But it's sort of he kept referring back to, well, I, I mentioned a number of different things at the beginning of my speech. And then he ultimately uh, said to uh, he said to the reporter who was asking the question, something along the lines of, well, what it felt like he was saying. I'm not going to say that he said this, but mm-hmm. what it felt like he was saying was. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> what's right. the second? What's the second crime? That's <laughs> what I got. It's, it's got to be something. We'll figure. We know something there's out. something. We'll figure that out. <laughs> that, that's the exact feeling I got too. It sounded like uh, I don't have something now, but I'm certainly gonna find it in the next few months. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. We'll come. Yeah. We'll come yeah. with something. You know, there's something. <laughs> Everybody knows there's something. It's Trump, right? You know. That's all the time we got for today. Stick around for We the People, the Constitution Matters, Pastor David, Whitney, Professor Philadelphia, and I'll be joining as your legal analyst. We miss you, Ellie. Daddy loves you. <laughs>